0: All right. uh Welcome back to the Shellcock Podcast. My name is Aaron Rhodes, and we're sponsored by the Vinyl Underground at Seventh Heaven at 76 Intrust in Kansas City, Missouri, offering new and used vinyl. This week on the show, we have Carly Johnson, AKA uh Calorie.
1: Yeah, that's
0: it. You, you just go calorie, not calorie, or like.
1: Just calorie, cal-ry. not not calorie, calories, <laughs> <laughs> not the food thing. <laughs>
0: yeah, you you just get that messed up with. Oh what yeah. I'm feeling, yeah, oh
1: yeah. They're like calry, calry, <laughs> calry is an interesting one. I've only mm. gotten that one once, but calry.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And so you are originally from the Kansas City area. You yeah. you went to Shawnee Mission South, right?
1: I did. Yeah, Overland Park. <laughs>
0: And that's how um, I first got to know you. Like, you were friends with Jack Marsh and Bennett Weaver, both both who have been on the show before. Shout out to them.
1: That was but, like seventh grade, man. I remember that.
0: No, um, yeah, it's been a second. Yeah, and, no,
1: they're great dudes. I'm I'm really glad to be friends with them.
0: No, oh yeah, and um, but honestly, I I was kind of thinking back on that like last night while I was getting ready, and I'm like, I honestly don't remember talking to Carly that much about music at that point I feel like yeah. we were just like kind of hanging out at Jack's house and just goofing around and shit but
1: yeah for real like I I definitely wasn't um because I when I think about that I kind of think about Bennett and how he was so immersed in it at such a young age and I always thought that was awesome but I didn't really think that I could do that I don't know I just like didn't really see myself in that way um, I would say that that didn't really start for me until I kind of, like, left for school and was able to, like, be independent. Then I kind of started really, really picking it up and uh, and really getting into it. So, yeah, definitely. Um, I would say definitely Bennett, like, kind of was one of the reasons that I started getting interested in it, though. So that's, like, really interesting that you brought that up. Because mm. um, I definitely used to... Um, Bennett and I did a song together, like, a million years ago. Oh, yeah? um, it was, like, an instrumental song, and it was really cool, but, like... I kind of like got in and saw his his studio set up and then i was like shoot maybe i want to do this like and then um eventually got there and man now we're here that's wild <laughs> what
0: well, was that like his little like basement set up at his parents house at that yeah, point yeah yeah that's
1: literally what it was we were like both tiny i think maybe like sixth grade or something mm. like seventh grade i don't know um but but yeah it was i mean like it's it was like a home studio thing for N- that, sure, and that's but, when you
0: did the song together in like six or seven yeah grade? we
1: did a song together like literally a million years ago and i just like i literally didn't do much at all he did like everything and i just kind of came in and like helped with a couple things and then left but i was like dang like i was really proud of it and i was like that was really cool and um i like i hadn't thought about it in a million years but i honestly think that like that Kind of might be part of a reason why I really started getting into it and taking it seriously. So, thanks, Bennett. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, but I'm trying to think though because Bennett actually has like he was releasing stuff back in middle school. So I'm trying yeah. to like I'm trying to think if like that would actually be out like on Bandcamp or like SoundCloud anywhere. Like um, I think I have most of everything he's like ever yeah. posted. So I might have to like dig through that and For see sure. if anything popped up.
1: I'm trying to remember what he called it. I think it was like it was like interlude or something it was like a shoot I think it sounds it might be on Spotify it does sound somewhere familiar, yeah. but like it was like at the beginning of one of his like Old things. I think it might be on the one that like Yahweh is on.
0: No, yeah, like, like maybe like one of his like Squidlet projects. Yeah, no, I yeah. definitely
1: it was definitely Squidlet. Oh my god, that was a million years ago. I'm, I'm
0: sure Bennett might not be happy about. Uh, yeah, sorry, Bennett. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Squidlet rules. Uh, no, um, but,
1: uh. <laughs> he was he was good when we were like babies. That's like really weird. I wrote songs about aliens when I first started, so like some people just don't have it <laughs> at the beginning. But I think he did, honestly. Like. He was uh, I always thought that he was going to do something and now he's doing it. So that's really cool. Mm.
0: But w- were there like any like bands or like artists even back then that like kind of piqued your interest even if you didn't think you would end up like kind of making music back then?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um like okay, so my childhood was kind of weird. I um I like went to uh Starlight all the time for shows like when I was like a baby. Like mm. my parents would just kind of take me like and I did that for like ever. They had like the whole like season ticket thing mm. and i I like had been going to shows since I was literally like a baby um and so like I always kind of like thought that I like wanted to do that but you know how it is when you're a kid you're like I just want to do that because like I'm around it all the time and like I should do that but then um I would say like once I got into high school and started kind of going to shows in Kansas City I was like shoot this is really cool um I didn't think that i was going to be in a band i never like really saw myself as that i was in a band for like a minute and it was it was really great like it was a great experience but like i wasn't writing the music and that was kind of like i kind of realized early on that that wasn't really my thing and i wanted to like be creative but as far as um like artists that i saw at that age that kind of piqued my interest um shoot let me see um i i would say that i didn't start like going to shows of like my own choice like i had that situation with my parents that was awesome and um it was that was really helpful and like getting me interested in music and stuff but um the shows that i went to by choice were like my friends like Mm -hmm. i i went and saw um (laughs) bennett's gonna kill me (laughs) i saw bennett with like his band like um i remember in like seventh grade and maybe at
0: like the refuge or at Yahweh. Yeah, definitely at the refuge
1: um i remember that really vividly real
0: Um, real johnson county teens know
1: oh yeah only the real johnson county teens know (laughs) what the refuge is is that even still a thing is that i think it's closed now oh it's closed damn that was the most interesting place like i don't understand it at all still um but i definitely went to went to shows like that um I remember, like, I went to a couple things that Brooks Brown put on, and mm-hmm. those were all really cool. Um, I, I definitely, like, didn't have the, like, courage to, to go off and do it myself, but I was like, shoot, maybe someday I want to do this. Um, and um, then, like, I, I mean, I obviously went to, like, buzz shows and stuff, too, and then I kind of started getting into that community uh, and it was kind of a bummer because, like, right when I started getting into that, I kind of had to leave and go to Nashville. Uh, I didn't have to, but I got to leave and go to Nashville, and that's when stuff really kind of started happening. And for me. Have
0: they got you on like Homegrown Buzz yet? That, I think that'd be a really cool fit. Really. We
1: were we were gonna try to do that um, this this break. Mm. I'm literally like making a physical CD tonight. That's like what I'm doing when I get home from this, nice. um, and hopefully, we're gonna we're gonna send that off. I I don't really know why I never did that. Mm. Um, I I think that I didn't take my own music seriously enough to do that, and I was like, I don't know if I like have anything real, but this is the real deal. I I just did an album, and that's kind of wild. Like,
0: yeah.
1: I want to give it to him for sure.
0: And so you, you mentioned being at Starlight a lot as a kid. So like, was musical theater like something that you were interested in, or was yeah. where you're just kind of just going along just because?
1: Well, yeah. Um. So we would kind of go to like a mixture of those, like, um. I was just like around the arts a lot when I was little um and I definitely really liked the like ah uh, shoot I was so small like literally like three and four like when I saw some of these people I think I saw like uh, I saw like a big like rock artist and I cannot remember who it is right now but like I was like when I would see the musical theater things I would be like that's great but like when I saw him I was like I want to do that See, I was, like, so little that I don't even remember who he was, but, like, he influenced me, and that's pretty cool, I guess. Mm. Um, But, yeah, definitely, like, I like musical theater. I I understand why people like it, and I think it's, like, a great community to be in, like, especially in Nashville. Um, I've kind of, like, experienced a little bit of that there, too, and that's been really cool. But, um, ultimately, I don't think I ever, like, really... um, There was a time in high school when I, like, thought I really wanted to do that, but um, I didn't the kind of work into that that I put into into the the work that I released recently so hmm.
0: oh and I'm sorry to ask about this, but you, you did mention a high school band that you're in. I, I always yeah. enjoy knowing about that stuff. What, okay, what was that one like? So,
1: so we're gonna talk about that. Okay, um, we, cool. we can make it brief. No, no, it's <laughs> uh, it's all good. It was it was really important for me to like grow as a person and an artist and being in that. Um, I did one of the like the rock band academy things. Oh, the yeah. one that I did specifically was called Music House, and um, I'm really thankful for it. Like, I would not have had the confidence to to just do the things that i'm doing now like i think that like everything that i experienced like up until now is like a really important integral thing like in me being the artist that i am today um and i definitely when i started music house like did not like i i was like so reserved and like awkward <laughs> and like i'm still awkward but like i can still get out there and like say what i need to say and um and I think that that like part of that came from that. Mm. Um, I like I wasn't writing the songs though, and I was like, "This is kind of like that." Kind of made me realize that I wanted to like be in creative control of everything that I was doing, yeah. and that's cool. I think you got to learn from everything.
0: Mm. And uh, how long had you been like? How long have you been playing guitar and how long everything? Have been playing guitar?
1: Since then, um, I like. Okay, so I started playing instruments when I was in, like, fifth grade. I started playing the cello, and I still play the cello. Um, I love it. It's great. Like, it's, like, one of my favorite instruments ever. Um,
0: Did that get incorporated to the the new album?
1: um, There's one song where it is, like, in the background, Mm. and everyone was like, you play the cello, why didn't you put it in there? And I was just, like, the first album was so experimental, and I was still, like, really figuring out what I wanted to do. And um, at the end of the day, like... The exact sound that I wanted just wasn't it just wasn't from the cello, mm. and um, will it be in the next one? Probably. Like I have a lot of a lot of plans for that to 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 be in there, but um, just wasn't right for the first vibe.
0: Mm. Yeah. So you started cello in fifth right. grade. No, sorry. sorry, sorry. Got so
1: distracted. I literally have the attention span of a gnat. Um, but uh, yeah, I started playing cello in fourth grade, um, and then uh, I did, I started doing rock band Academy or it's, it's not rock band Academy. I keep thinking that cause that's what it's called in Nashville. Um, I started music house in like, shoot, like my freshman or sophomore year of high school. Cause I was like, um, I like won this like radio contest cause I like submitted a video of me singing and I was like, shoot, maybe I should like do this. Mm. And then, um, I figured that was the best way to, to get into that. So, um, I started at music house like just as a vocalist I had like never really played guitar before and then um, the further along I got in that program like the more I wanted to not just be a vocalist Uh, nothing against anyone who is but like just I wanted to be creative so I started playing guitar like my junior year or senior year Mm -hmm. it was one of those I was like 17 or 18 like I was pretty old when I started but like when I started it was the only thing I wanted to do like I didn't I really didn't do anything else like I practiced all the time and it was just really fun for me to kind of like learn my own style as a guitarist and um I'm definitely still growing a lot there too like I just started learning how to play with a pick which is a lot like uh, most people are like that's crazy but just the way that it worked for me I didn't I didn't end up doing that until like last year but yeah hopefully I'll hopefully I'll get a hold of that and we can take it in a whole new direction
0: oh yeah because yeah I feel like it is kind of unordinary to hear about someone who picked up guitar like so late in yeah. in their like teens like usually it's a pretty young thing I feel like but oh yeah definitely I think it's pretty cool to you know find out that someone like was that you were able to like kind of master it so quick and like be able yeah. to incorporate it into your music that quickly so
1: yeah I would definitely say like you just gotta love it that's like no matter what time in your life you pick it up like I have friends that, like, didn't start till they were, like, 21 or something, and now they're super good. It's just, it's kind of, it's kind of just about loving it, I think.
0: Mm. And, um, how long have, like, you, you recorded, like, and mixed and mastered everything on yeah. your album. How long have you been working with, like, recording and producing stuff?
1: Recording and producing. So, um... I never... When I started writing my own songs, I think that was about... I was about 16, I think, when I started doing that. I never really, like, wrote songs without the intention of them being recorded. Mm. So, like... And apparently that's weird. Like, I got to Nashville and everyone was like, you write for a guitar and vocals and that's all you do. And I was like, no, that's not what you do. Um, I, like, always... I spent a lot of time in my room, so um, I just kind of would write little things on the guitar and they would all be loop things and I would just... Put them into GarageBand or I think I was working with Audacity at that point. Like, if anyone knows what that is, it's like, yikes! But um, it's
0: very very free audio software. Oh
1: yeah, very very free. It's like it's like it pays you to like own that. <laughs> That's like where we are with that. Um, but it, yeah, I would like I would um hold my little snowball mic up to my little crappy Yamaha amp and like do that. And then uh, I remember, like, the first song I ever wrote was the first song I ever recorded as well. Like, I just really wanted to record it. Um, I still have the audio file somewhere. It's about aliens. I talked about that before. Um, So, uh, yeah, I definitely started when I was, like, 16. I made a lot of little crappy recordings in my room. Um, I didn't start, like, really, really taking it seriously and, like, wanting to learn about production and software that could improve that until um honestly like the summer before my freshman year of college i really like spent a lot of time by myself and just kind of like tried to learn the equipment that i had at that point i had um an akai keyboard that i bought from some guy like off of craigslist like it was like classic like cigarette butts like covering the whole house and i was like i just got there and i was like yeah this is this is fine like um but um, I still use that, honestly. Like, I still use my Akai keyboard. Um, I, like, have improved my software a little bit, but um, definitely still know my roots. Um, I really started taking it seriously at that point. And then um, I released my first thing that I had ever produced the summer after that. There's a song called Hide Your Prize. It's super old. It's actually still on the album, and it's kind of still got the same element that it had when I first did it, mm. um, which, is, which was really cool for me because that was, like, the first thing i ever produced that i liked and i decided to keep it keep it on the record and um that was really cool i just rambled so bad i'm so no, sorry yeah. and that, uh,
0: that one's on your band camp too right
1: yes and it's on my like band camp, a couple versions of it right there's yeah. a lot of versions of that song i think mm. that's just how like sometimes life just be like that when you're like t- um starting to produce you just kind of do a million versions of something because you're like i don't know what i want this to sound like yeah. i still do that sometimes there's like a lot of versions of the title track from from the album and I kind of picked it at the last minute but I think I feel good about it What
0: what type of like variations were like on the different uh versions that you had of it like oh, what, what made you want to pick the one you have
1: Of the title track um there were a lot of like really like synthesized instruments in the other ones and like some of them were like kind of really funky and like I, I just didn't feel like it was me like I felt like I was kind of trying to be like out there and that's I don't know like at, at the end of the day I just want to I just wanted to kind of stick to my loop thing that I do all the time but to kind of incorporate some of what I was trying to be with it as well so it's um, that song's definitely like kind of weird but it's it's normal enough I think that it authentically represented what I wanted to do without trying too hard, if that makes
0: any sense. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah, something else I wanted to ask though, because, like, since you kind of, like, well, you had been doing music, kind of, you know, you'd been doing cello since you were, like, in elementary school and everything, but, like, yeah. since you kind of started to take music a little more seriously, like, later on, like, in high school and stuff, like, what do you think it was? Was it weird for, like, your parents or, like, your friends? like seeing you they're like oh you're going to school for music like you you just kind of got going like yeah. was was that a like a hard decision for you or
1: definitely definitely um and cool that you asked that again um so like basically the extent of what I had um had been doing was like I was like playing at carnivals with that band with that band that I was in with the music house and that was like that was like the extent like mm. I I think I played yeah I played at my um at my senior year talent show with my friend and like that was like the first time like most people had heard me sing at at my school cuz i just like really kept it on the down low it was like my thing just for me um and then i just kind of one day like decided that it wasn't and um yeah that was definitely like really striking for a lot of people in my life i think um my parents are super supportive um like literally the most supportive people ever I am so lucky to have the situation that I have, um, but I do think that like they kind of wanted me to like have a real major like when i um when I first wanted to go to school, I was looking at looking at out of state schools and that's just tough for for anybody like college is so expensive and it's it's crazy um, and uh it was it definitely like took some convincing but i I really thought that I was supposed to be in Nashville. I went there and I was like. This is this is what I'm supposed to do right now, and um, yeah, I think I think it definitely. You just have to have have faith in the people that you love, and you just gotta like work with it. My friends, um, my friends kind of did the same thing. They were like, "Are you really like are you, like why are you doing this? Like why are you going to Nashville?" And I was I just kind of like I was like, "You got to believe me in this in this moment right now," and um, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully they believe it now
0: <laughs> and what is the school you're attending there? I go to
1: yeah. Belmont University in Nashville, which is kind of um a music business school mm. um, that's i'm I'm majoring in songwriting, so i'm kind of getting those connections from it and it's been a really it's been a really good experience um, but yeah uh, again I'm still like i'm still kind of adjusting to um being there and using the most using my time the best is just like being efficient and um, it's kind of weird because at the school they um, they want you to prioritize your connections over your studies sometimes just because that's the way that it works in the industry and that's been like that's been really interesting for me to just kind of adjust to that
0: hmm. and you now you say you're um, kind of majoring in songwriting and like do you think you like are you super set on like Pushing your own music really hard and like that kind of thing, or do you think like do do you like are you open to like kind of ending up as like kind of an industry songwriter and like doing songs for other people
1: ooh good question um so I have actually thought about this a lot um i love I love producing I love sitting at my computer for eleven hours and like yelling at it when it crashes um I love the whole experience of it, and um making an album has been probably the most rewarding thing that I've ever done for myself um so that was really interesting I just this was the first project I've ever done the whole thing um produced as you said before just I kind of just dove in and did did everything and um I really kind of fell in love with that process and the more that I think about it the more that I do want to kind of have a creative position when I um kind of start my life i'm actually um i'm moving to los angeles Mm. in august so that'll be a whole new thing and i'll get to experience a lot of different sides of that um as far as being an industry songwriter i have really liked the projects that i've worked on with other people and it's been a really also really fulfilling experience there but um i think at the end of the day i I like. I just love creating music. Um, I I could see myself maybe producing for other people, but I have I have a long ways to go with that. I have a lot to learn about mixing and mastering, and whether I do that through my own music or through working with other people, I do think that I do want to end up creating someday, mm. and I'm excited about it.
0: And will you be will you be like having a degree from Belmont at the p- point when you're moving or?
1: Um, So I am actually um, I'm kind of doing a program with Belmont so that I can I can go down there and live kind of in the heart of Los Angeles for um, for cheaper than it would be if I did not have that connection. So I'm super, super thankful for that. Like, again, I just found out about this like earlier this week. So um, hello. (laughs) All right.
0: Yeah, you can, you can push um, her off if you need to.
1: Oh, it's <laughs> okay. For for the people who are maybe watching this and can't see, the cat just jumped on my lap. Yeah.
0: Or if you're just listening and you're like, what is happening? There is uh, a cat here.
1: Yeah, that's what I meant yeah. by watching and can't see. <laughs> um, yes. Happens to the best of us. Okay, I might have to put you on the ground. Oh, never mind, she moved around. Okay, um, but Los Angeles. Um, essentially, when I go down there, um, I can just... Um, I'm hoping to intern with this company that I've been looking at for a really long time and um, what the the position that I am hoping to intern in down there. Oh, this cat. You're yeah, so cute, sure. but I need to move you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So um, I'm wanting to do a music supervision internship. So essentially, um, I'll just like be listening to songs all day to be put into movies mm. so hopefully that will work out but I do intend on uh, pursuing my own music and stuff when I'm down there and I'll just I'm not I'm not 100% sure where I'm gonna end up and I'm I'm not as scared about that as I used to be so mm. that'll be really cool
0: and yeah but uh also what have been like some of your favorite kind of classes that you've ended some up favorite classes uh, taking there
1: um I am in a music promotion class right now which is really interesting to kind of um see what role the radio plays. I'm obviously a huge fan of the buzz. Um I've always loved the buzz. They first of all just um give kind of an option for people who aren't huge top 40 fans and I think that that's great and I have always um kind of really admired the way that they do that but um I've kind of been able to learn about what role the alternative stations play in alternative bands making it and how that's changed since like the nineties In the nineties you could like, you could make it as an alternative band. And it was so like, I don't want to say easy, but it was, it was accessible. Yeah. Like it was realistic to think that, that you could do that in the nineties. And, um, it's just really probably. interesting. To yeah. s- sorry. Sorry. No, go ahead.
0: Pro- probably a lot more, uh, record money involved oh, too. Yeah. You know?
1: And there wasn't like streaming services like Spotify that, um, that take take all the royalties. Yeah. I love Spotify you I don't get me didn't wrong. have
0: to tore your ass off also oh, and yeah. sell t-shirts all day
1: Oh yeah, merch merch is a thing that's a little bit different now um, but that class has been really interesting for me. Um, they're saying that they're predicting that um, we might kind of go back into that and we mm. might the, the focus might be on alternative and it might be like on on bands rather than solo acts and i I think that's really interesting and that's really awesome. I really hope that that happens because some of my favorite Um, local and non-local acts have been these bands that uh, they don't have a ton of money and they have to do it on their own and I think that that's really admirable and I wish that more people in the industry would respect that and would notice that.
0: Do you know why they're saying that they think it'll go back to like Um, being more popular? Just
1: uh, like just because um, history repeats itself and we kind of go in and out of styles whether it be music or clothing or um, just the way that things are done in the industry, and um, they're kind of expecting that um, that rock might, alternative rock might come back um, because of the the things that have been happening in like politics today. Mm. There's so much to write about. There's so much to protest about, and um, I think a band who has a solid grip on that and really really knows what they're talking about and really has something to say could change everything Mm. i and i think that like others are going to follow and i personally think that um i i would not be surprised if um kind of the resistance shows itself in in music and becomes
0: popular i think that would be awesome yeah and like it's i i haven't read like the full article and everything that came with this like piece but i know there was like a really big like New York Times uh piece near the end of last year where they were they pretty much just like got like 20 different like female rock musicians together and like they they're all kind of, they all kind of came from like the punk world or like the the alternative Riot rock girl. world and so they they pretty much just sat them all down and kind of had like a a state of the union type thing where they kind of wow. talked about like women in music and how like they're kind of responsible for bringing like rock music and these other kind of niches back to the mainstream oh, yeah. at this point so i think yeah. that is like definitely like a turn that's kind of uh kind of comes since you know the trump administration and everything oh, yeah. so
1: you know it that's that's so awesome i i actually um one of my mentors from school just sent me like a the top 25 most influential women in music. I'm not a hundred percent sure if that's the same article. Cause I don't think they were like brought together, but mm. I think that there's like absolutely such a, a place for women to speak in, in the music industry right now. I think there's so much for, for women to talk about and so much that needs to be said. And I think there are so many women right now in the industry that I just can't wait to see what they like, what they release in the next couple of months or years. Yeah. Um, I can just think of right now how many, how many of these women are so strong politically, musically, and are just so talented and are, I'm assuming, willing and able to to get that message across. And I'm really excited to see what that brings.
0: Mm. And that kind of kind of a good transition there is that there are a few songs on your new album, which by the way is called Good Side. Yeah. If, I, if anyone wants to go check that out, I
1: did not say that if, earlier. <laughs> yeah, we'll
0: mention. But, uh, yeah, there are a few songs on there that kind of um, touch on, like, kind of, like, prevalent, uh, like, social and political uh, themes right now. Is is there any? Oh, yeah. Which which ones do kind of stick out to you in that regard? I would
1: love to talk about that. Um, Actually, the one that I talked about earlier, Hide Your Prize, is about, like, a very specific situation that I witnessed. Um, I think it's really interesting how um, that song is about slut-shaming um it might not be as obvious because it's kind of upbeat and uh that was the intent though just to kind of make it um to make it upbeat and just to do it that way get it out there and um it was it was the first song that I produced but um it's definitely about just how um people reduce women to their appearance and I think that's really annoying um that's just one of them um that was kind of the first experiment I ever had with kind of making a statement in a song. Um, and I, I know that that's kind of a weird thing to say. You'd think every song would have a statement to make, but um, that one was definitely a, a bigger picture idea than I had ever had before. And then um, thinking about that, um, Lullaby also is definitely definitely a big... Oh, my gosh. Kitty. Yeah. <laughs> she got L- back up. A little too much. A little too much. It's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but not right now. Okay, Um, so Lullaby. That song, I actually started when I was like 17, just starting to write, um, just starting to experience things. And um, I kind of talked about it briefly in the post that I made about that song. I didn't really want to give too much of it away, but I wanted to let it be known that it was about a really topical thing. Um, I wrote it when I was 17 about a really manipulative and bad experience that I had with a male friend. And it was really unfortunate. And um, I uh, I kind of put it down because I didn't think that people would would respect my opinion on that. And then I cringe so much when I think about that. But um, better late than never. I de- I decided to talk about it, and um, I really wanted to like write it and put it out when uh, the allegations about Kevin Spacey came out. That really like put a lot of things in perspective for me because. I really respected him as an actor, and I really loved a lot of his work. I almost got an American Beauty tattoo, and mm. I'm so glad I didn't, because that that film was like almost ruined for me because of uh, it. It really kind of made me realize how toxic the entertainment industry can be for women, and i just i think it's horrible and as, as somebody who like would like to be an entertainer that's this just something that i can't not speak about i have to do it um i couldn't i couldn't not write that song um i kind of said that i really wish that i hadn't had to write that song yep. but uh it just had to be done um yeah that one that one for sure i would say um has a big has a big statement to be made um I was definitely inspired by, like, the Time's Up movement. I think that's awesome that that's taking wind so well and is being supported by so many people, um, men, women, non-binary individuals. Like, that's that's awesome. And I'm so glad that people are respecting the voice that that women have and the power that they have to use it. And um, that's just kind of what that song is about. Like, oh, woman, like, do this. You can. Like, it's an option. You You can speak and society is moving towards a place where it will listen and i think that that's
0: great oh yeah it's a lot of a lot of important stuff going on in that yeah right now and like it's kind of, like i'm i feel discouraged like a lot of times just because like it's not like it's not touching every genre and every like kind mm-hmm. of sector that you kind of wish it was but you know hopefully it'll keep moving and reach him eventually but
1: oh yeah and i totally don't mean to like be satisfied with the place that it's at like yeah. i mean i'm still pissed like i'm still angry uh, i'm angry that um dr luke was able to get away with the thing that happened with kesha i don't know if i'm allowed to like name drop him. I can um but i i cannot believe that that happened in the music industry and it was so covered up and this is like the industry that I thought I knew like that's it's really like they don't teach you that in the music industry classes at college like it's it's crazy that a woman would be put in that position and held in that position for so long that's that's absolutely insane and um I totally think that it should be the movement should be broadening itself and making its presence in every form of the entertainment industry i know it's kind of focused on film right now which it should be because um there's just so many bad things happening there but it should be it should be talked about in music and tv and radio it should be talked about in every genre and i don't know i wouldn't be surprised if we head a little bit that in that direction with the way that things are going and i really hope that music can address that in every way possible Mm.
0: oh yeah and yeah it's even like um and i and i just heard like a brand new like pop song today i mean like recently that is supposed to be like from this artist that's about to blow up this summer i think her name's like kim petrus and that that is no yeah and it's kind of screwed up because like she's like kind of poised to be one of the first big like uh, transgender pop stars, but like her, her like debut single is with Doctor Luke, and I'm just oh. like, man, this things need to keep changing, and yeah, it's there's there's always that. Can we like, like
1: involve women on projects yeah. like and,
0: like the the moment you think things have like progressed a little, you're like, oh man, that that just happened. That's not that's fun. really
1: interesting. I w- that's that's very strange that he is still in such a position of power and yeah. still getting work with so many people. Um yeah, I don't I don't feel like I know enough about Kim to to really speak about her, but um she does go by her, correct? Yeah, okay. Just making sure I again like really just don't I've heard one of her songs, and that's about the extent. But yeah. um,
0: and it probably just is like n- an industry, like a, a label thing that was kind of forced on her. Yeah,
1: so. I bet. I bet she didn't have much of a say in that. But yeah. it's just unfortunate that he's still in in such a place of power when he is a known abuser. I mean, that's yeah. a that's a heavy word to say, but I think it's I think it's almost fair in this situation. Mm
0: so yeah uh before we kind of dive back into uh the new album i did want to ask you a little bit about uh it was like the first kind of like full ep that you put out Mm -hmm. after you had left it was pasadena right
1: Yeah, pasadena
0: yeah tell me a little about recording that and how that came Uh, uh, oh
1: sure sure so um i was in a completely different mindset and like physical place at that point in my life um i was in like the crappiest dorm room it, it wasn't actually that bad it just like um the the heater would come on like every two minutes and i would have to go turn it off every two minutes it was like one of those situations where i was just like ugh, like it's gonna sound bad no matter what and i was i was working on my um i hadn't upgraded to logic yet at that point um and i was kind of working on my um my keyboard with a like german software program that i downloaded from the guy who sold me the keyboard, like. <laughs> If you're out there, you're great, but um, and you've given me everything. But um, it was just like not a super ideal setup, and um, I kind of fought with myself for a long time on whether or not to release it because I wanted it to be perfect. I think a lot of people go through this. You just want your first thing that you put out to really represent what you're doing and what you have to say. Um, and the more that I think about it, the more I'm really glad that I released Pasadena. I'm, I was so unsure about it, and I... Didn't feel good about how it sounded, but I was like, I have to do something by my 20th birthday, like, I have to do it. That was, like, the date I had set, and um, and I did that. And I'm I'm really, really glad that I did, actually. Um, just, if anyone remembers that, I just released it on SoundCloud. I did it, like, day of. Like, I, I was, like, finishing the song called Another Day, like, the day before I put it out. Mm. It was just kind of, like, a hot mess, but... Um, I really look back on it fondly. Um, Pasadena's a song about like a really touchy subject for me, and I kind of don't actually want to like super explain it. I want people to kind of figure that out for themselves because uh, a lot of people have related to it in different ways, and that's really special to me um, it's It's just um a song that I really needed to write in the moment, and um, I still look back on it really fondly. It made it onto the it made it onto good side. Mm-hmm. And it's really, um, I was going to reproduce the whole thing, just um, tear it down and kind of start over. And um, I decided not to do that because I kind of wanted to keep the way it kind of sounds like it was produced in a garbage can. Because that was authentically true to me at that moment. Mm. And um, I had to... Speaking of what we talked about earlier, um the reason the song The Estate didn't make it on the Good Side is because it was about a Kevin Spacey character, mm. had to get rid of that. Um but I definitely did want to keep Another Day and Pasadena as they were and put them on Good Side because at that point, like that was what was true to me. And um and I stand by that, even if I don't love the way that the production sounded on it I'll sometimes look back and be like oh I can't believe I didn't know how to like EQ that or like whatever fancy word I want to use at the moment but it was really exactly what I was feeling in that moment and I still look back on that and smile so
0: (laughs) yeah and I so I I know your like kind of production was at a different point in at when you were working on that EP to when you did the album but I also kind of feel like maybe I'm just not remembering it right, but like, what was? Do you think that EP was a little more like kind of guitar focused than some of the stuff on the album? Like, because I feel like you got into like a lot of cool kind of like dr- like electronic drum bits mm-hmm. and stuff on the LP. Like, was there a lot that kind of personally changed for you between the two?
1: Yeah, yeah, um, like. That's that's really interesting that you brought that up. I hadn't really I hadn't really thought about it um just in that way. There it's definitely really a lot more guitar heavy and I think um that was I was practicing guitar a ton. I like did not want to leave my room. It was it was just one of those times like I wasn't in a super great place so I was practicing a ton and I'm really glad that I did because that was that kind of allowed me to do some of the stuff on good side that um I probably wouldn't have been able to do if I hadn't practiced in that way, um, just like the song good side itself, like the guitar part is like decently complicated. It's just kind of masked a little bit by the, by the rest of the production. Um, but yeah, Pasadena is definitely more guitar heavy. I hadn't thought about that. Um, I think um, that kind of came with, I was practicing a lot because I was feeling kind of down. And, um, but it really, it really paid off in the end, and I'm really glad that, it did that, that I did that that way. Um, Yeah, Good Side is definitely a lot more experimental. There's a lot more, like, synthetic things. um, Because that's what I was feeling at the moment. That was true to me. I, like, um, like the song Ambulance has no guitar in it whatsoever. Mm. And that was kind of weird for me, but it was kind of a challenge. Like, I feel like guitar is very comfortable for me. Because I can kind of hide behind it. And I really didn't want to do that at the end of Good Side, at least. Because um it's kind of meant to progress in a certain way and to get a little bit more out of my comfort zone as it goes on um so yeah I definitely had not thought about how much of a crutch the guitar was for me but I think I'm also going to kind of stop seeing it as that too I want to like now that I can think about that the next project I think is going to be an even better combination of those two kind of people that made those albums or at least like the mindset that i was in when i was making those. wow that's really interesting i'm really glad that you brought that up i really hadn't thought of that
0: and uh was uh like were the like the electronic drums and the other instrumentation that you worked on 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 the good side was, um, was that stuff you just hadn't really learned until then? Like, like, were you learning that stuff in school or something? Or was that something that you had always kind of known how to do?
1: Um, well, so, uh, there's a lot of electronic drums in, like, Had Your Prize, for example, and Mm. they had actually been in there since, like, day one. I, like, didn't, I didn't change that at all for the album. I, um, I kind of went in and, like, cleaned up a lot of stuff on that song but uh, again I wanted to keep it authentically that the way that it was when I created it like I don't know that's a really big thing for me like I think that when I like kind of dive into something like there's a reason that I pick the certain instruments and the certain vibe that it's got going on to to do that Um, so I have been kind of kind of experimenting with that for a long time but I don't think I really got a good grip on it until I spent like so many hours at my computer just kind of hitting things and, like, hoping that it sounds right and then, like, also, like, using the MIDI presets that I had and just, um, it was really fun to, like, kind of sit there and just, like, dive into it for me. Like, that, I, I really like to, like, completely immerse myself in things and I think that that's really kind of how I how I learned to, to do that per se. Like, I mean, I don't know if I would even say that I, like, know how to do it I just sat there and worked with it until I got the sound that I wanted.
0: Do you have like a lot of like anal I mean uh, like hardware like hardware besides your guitar and stuff that you use?
1: My setup is not hugely complicated. Um I use a ton of MIDI MIDI presets. I would even say like I'll go through my Logic library. I'm a huge fan of like um sculpture and like alchemy just like those those things in um in logics, I think they have so much potential and you can really manipulate um, the way that those sounds are happening and just um, I think a lot of people would rather skip that and like buy some presets or like get real instruments but like I really genuinely enjoy like sitting there and like beating it to death like just like kind of really twisting it and making it making it work for the way that you want it to be but honestly um i have like my little setup where i can plug my guitar in and record it um i sometimes will even use i have a mustang amp that um is compatible with logic and i'll sometimes use that if i want like a really crappy sounding guitar like sometimes i just like that um but i'm still using the same midi keyboard that i got from that guy Mm. wow he's great (laughs) um (laughs) I've brought them up a lot of times, but for real that that mini keyboard has like carried me through this whole like thing. Mm. Um, I still use it to this day. Um it has so many options to I wish I knew the number. I think it's an Akai 25PK. If that's wrong, I can feel everyone cringing already, but um I I really don't have like a hugely um expensive or widely varied setup i just I really just sit there and wait until or not wait work until I get the sound that i want
0: yeah, but um also i I've been going through like your Instagram and stuff, like looking at your posts about the album and everything, and there was one where you had mentioned that um you you did have like a bunch of health problems and yeah. and that the recording process in addition to that was also just kind of really emotional and was was that kind of due to writing those like kind of songs that came from those like hard experiences or or like, yeah. What, what was like, what was so tough about that whole process?
1: Yeah. So, um, so I totally know exactly what post you're talking about. Um, awesome that you brought that up. Uh, essentially I, um, I just got really sick. Like I, um, I think my like immune system got really weak. I would say that that started around like November, um, And that was when I really was, like, really getting into it and finishing recordings and, like, mastering and, like, moving on to other things. And, like, I really needed at that moment to, like, not be feeling so bad. Um, And I had, like, back problems that were, like, keeping me from sleeping. And that was really tough being a student and trying to finish an album, like, entirely by myself. Um, I also, like, had a job that I had to, like, just, there was just a lot going on in my life. And I think, again, like I I think that I'm really glad that that's the way that it happened because the the, the second to last track on the album would not exist had I not been feeling so horrible. Mm. Like, I that was another track that I started like a million years ago, and then
0: which one was that called?
1: Ambulance. Ambulance. And it's it's just like a really like kind of like intense. It's um it's super synthesized and. I really wanted to be that way, just kind of like distant. But um, it's like I was just feeling so bad, like I couldn't sleep ever and I was in pain all the time. But I like I would have I would have done this album like had I like lost both my arms or something. Like I would have done it no matter how horrible I was feeling. Like I knew that I needed to do it. And um, yeah, that definitely made it a really emotional process. And it kind of opened me up to these to write about these feelings that I didn't even really know I was having, if that makes any sense. Like, um, I I was so tired that I was able to kind of let myself feel (laughs) because, like, it's really easy to, to put up a front. And that's kind of what this album is conceptually about as a whole, just, like, putting up this front and not letting people in on your life and how it's really easy to live that way, but it's ultimately probably not the best thing for you um that's like the song good side is like i'm like not gonna let you see me as i really am like it's up to you to decide what the good side is if it's the side that you don't let anybody see or if it's the front that you put up but either way at some point it's gonna fall down and you gotta you gotta be there to catch yourself
0: when it does and um since like you are in school for music and like you're working on this a lot I'm guessing like at some point you've like you either like gave this album to like your teachers or like at least some of the songs like was that like kind of a weird moment for you and like did were you like cool with like the feedback you got from it
1: definitely really weird um I I um showed the title track to my current songwriting professor, Mm. um, before it was, I think it was like two days after I sent it off to like go out. Like it was sent like, there was no, no turning back at that point. Um, and I think we kind of like talked more about, um, production than the song itself. And I was like, shoot, I like want to, like, I want to like, I want to get into like, whether or not like you felt that, like, I, I know that, um, I have, a long ways to go as a producer and i've i've known that i for a while i knew that when i started making the album i still really wanted to do it because it's again like i'm gonna say this a million times but it's like authentically what i was feeling in that moment and that's like super important to me and always will be um and i really like kind of wish that we had talked about uh the song as a whole like um production lyrics feeling as a whole um I had kind of wished that we could have done that more, um, and then I I kind of I kind of left that feeling a little bit weird. I was like, I want to like be prepared in every way possible for like what's gonna happen when this comes out because like I've already sent it off. Like I can't I can't change any of the production. Like it's it's already set in stone. And um, yeah, that was definitely it was definitely weird. But I'm also kind of past the point of like truly getting like insecure about what I'm creating Mm -hmm. because like I'll always like wish that a certain thing was EQ'd better or like I wish that like I had picked this drum sound instead of this but um as a whole like I think that I know what I'm trying to say and um at this point I'm just like trying to figure out the best way to convey that so people feel it if that makes any sense uh-huh. I, um, I'm i definitely like I don't think I'll ever get a constructive comment and like let it eat me away like I would have when I released Pasadena um, I I think I would much rather just get things out in the way that they felt right in that moment mm. and then that kind of gives me a bit of peace when I release things because I know that at least it was the most genuine it could be at that moment.
0: And, um, so to go along with the album, you've kind of strung together like a loose kind of four date tour that you're oh, on right now. So, exciting. so you started, did you start off with a show in Nashville?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was kind of, an experience in itself I had a the it's a house show tour and that's how it's always been advertised and um we had all the dates planned like months ago i think I like nailed down um, i like i really like had everything nailed down like by the end of december um I couldn't like meet with people in person because I was feeling really bad like that was I think that was like the peak of my like physical health problems um I was just feeling horrible i was I was home and, like, didn't leave the couch very much because I was on, like, painkillers, and it was just, it was really rough. But, um, so I, that was, like, around the time that I was doing that and planning that. And I was still, like, finishing up the mastering of the album, and it was just kind of a crazy time. But um, I, uh, I had the plans that I had for Nashville for the house show fall through, like, a week before the event. Mm. And we were like, I don't know if we're going to have to cancel And um, a friend of mine pulled something together for a show at, like, on the roof of a coffee shop, essentially. Like, it's where they hold, like, comedy events. And um, I ended up having a great show there. The crowd was awesome, and there were way more people out there than I expected to have out there. And that was just a great way to start it out. Um, That was on Friday, so that would have been, like, a couple days ago on the 2nd. Um, And then we immediately got up and drove to Atlanta the next morning. um, And I got, like, a brutal migraine, but still played that show. And that was also awesome. I had never been to Georgia before, so I feel super fortunate to have been able to do that. Um, It was beautiful, and I got to go up in the mountains. Um,
0: Because, so, you have, you know, you grew up in Kansas City, so it probably wasn't super hard to set up a show here and also in Nashville since you've been there for a couple years now, but um you you did you just did Atlanta and you're about to do Minnesota to Minneapolis yeah. so how did you come to pick those two spots out for shows
1: so um my roommate is from Georgia and okay. she, she um essentially knew somebody who had um a pretty cool house in kind of a remote location mm-hmm. it was kind of out in the woods and um offered to help me play there I can't even believe that that happened it's it's really special when people let you into to their home because, like, when you're playing a show at a house, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, I'm sure lots of people in Kansas City would get that. House shows can kind of go anywhere. Like, yep. people can bring anything. Like, people can get get wild or they can just sit there and do nothing, and you never really know what's going to happen. But um I had people open their home to me in Georgia, and it was an awesome experience. It was really great. And then um Minneapolis, this is actually going to be – the third time that i've played in minneapolis um i went there um so i'm on spring break right now because i'm in college but um i always used to play shows i've like i don't think i've ever gone and gone on like a vacation but um it's been fun last time i was there um there was like a huge crowd in minneapolis and they were all so kind and so enthusiastic um i got that connection through a friend from high school actually mm-hmm. like mutual friend of Bennett and I again (laughs) like um I just I really got some great people in my life from high school that I think will always have my back and will always be willing to again like open their home to me um and they have always brought out uh, the nicest people and the most encouraging and supportive environment to me when I come there and um it's it's just always been A really really fun and welcoming experience to play in Minneapolis and the more I hear about from people who play there they also say that so I think it's just a really welcoming place like Mm -hmm. I guess that doesn't really surprise me like the northern welcome or whatever the phrase is but um I'm so excited to go back there I we have some like really specific like special things planned for there and that's just so cool that I can even have that opportunity
0: and there is, like, a bit of a, an homage to uh, Minneapolis on the album, too. Is that right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah I was literally just going to talk about that. Um, I don't want to give away, like, the thing that we're doing for, for them there, but um, I don't know when this is going to come out. But either way. Tomorrow. Oh, okay. So it actually makes sense to not. Okay. Um, so there is a there is a hidden track on the album. And that was from I Played in Minneapolis Over the Summer which is a great time to be in Minneapolis if you can ever go. Like, it's beautiful down there um, and not freezing. Like, it will be on Friday, but I'm still so excited. Um, there is a track on the album, and it's, like, it doesn't even have its own title. Like, it's, it's behind another track just, like, hidden in there. I feel like most people might have even skipped over it in the first listen, but um, it's called No Problem. And at the end of the song i got um i got the crowd in minneapolis to sing the to sing the chorus and it's like it's like my favorite part of the album like it's just it was a time where i felt so supported and i was in such a cool environment and i've never i've never lived in minneapolis like i've been there like three times <laughs> that's that's really that's really it yeah. and these people were so willing to, to do that and I really wanted to do something special for them. So now they're all on the album. <laughs> awesome.
0: And so you mentioned to me earlier that um you're basically just on this tour with your friend and photographer Jenna. Yeah. And um so and she she did she took the photos for the, the art on the album cover mm-hmm. and everything. And so yeah, how how did you get to start working with her and what's the, the tour with her been like?
1: Yes. So, um, Jenna and I became friends right after I graduated from South, which is kind of funny cuz we did go to the same high school, but we didn't really talk to each other until until after that. Um, we started working together. We shot a video for Had Your Prize, and it's really old, but like I still stand by it. It's it's a really like funky concept to kind of go with a funky song, and it definitely has a lot to say about what the song is about, makes that come together a little bit more and um it's still on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> you can look it up if you want to see some of Jenna's work. Her Instagram is also at jennaxlade. Um I might have just said that wrong. I'm so sorry if I did. <laughs> 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 but uh sh- working with her has always been awesome. We've been working together for a really long time and um I just kind of texted her one day and I was like, "We're going to we're going to like do this tour. Like it's going to happen." And cuz at that point I had um i had gotten together some house shows and I was like, "I really want to be able to kind of introduce her work to people that otherwise maybe wouldn't have seen it. Um, Cause that's, that's always kind of been the goal for me. Like if I get to do things and get to have support in these communities, like why not bring someone else up with me? Yeah. And it, this, this tour has been awesome. I I've gotten so many great photos out of it and there's going to be a really fun, um, fun video at the end of it. We're kind of like, trying to capture that in a different way than the photos necessarily would it'll be like more like behind the scenes thing and it's been really fun for us like also just realized that like almost this entire tour has been put together by women like whether it's jenna or i or the people who are hosting these events and like being so willing to help me with that like that's just awesome i wow (laughs) women are awesome (laughs)
0: But yeah um i think that's most of what i wanted to get to um sure. but so you have a kansas city show mm-hmm. uh what what day is that that happening? will
1: be on the 10th um it is a house show um and for that reason i'm not like super advertising the place because just out of respect for that the person that's mm-hmm. hosting me
0: but people can like message you and find yeah, out about yeah
1: absolutely um my my most of my socials are Cal calree, c a l r i e um and yeah, just like find me on find me on Facebook or anywhere I'm totally willing to answer any questions um This is totally an inclusive environment like again, the only reason I'm not um saying it right now is just just um so we can have a bit of privacy for the person hosting the hosting event, but I would love to see people there um it should be super fun and relaxed but yeah we're playing playing on the 10th which is this Saturday and Mm. shoot what time is it I think it starts at eight I think (laughs) that's so bad that I am not sure but yeah just just drove home yesterday so the brain's a little bit done but Uh, yeah.
0: yeah awesome uh so also I have a few things to plug here real quick we've got another shellcock house party happening on march 17th at the come and go with um samurai and rage gang beam team and gun band and then we have um new york oi band the brass on the 19th at the come and go also with mentita and bedroom wounds and you can support the show by uh visiting the web store that's shellcockmag.bigcartel.com there's t-shirts photo zines and buttons uh, you can follow at shellcock mag on twitter facebook instagram and visit shellcock dot com for the articles and everything uh where can people listen to the album and find you and everything
1: yes um so the album is on spotify and itunes as well as i just put it up on soundcloud um those should all be able to be found with just with calorie um super appreciate the streams that have already been happening and the the support that everyone's been giving me um also just Instagram, Twitter, um, my Twitter is different. It's C four R L I E. I don't I don't say anything important there though, so I guess <laughs> just um just uh probably stick with the Spotify and the iTunes. But um yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, awesome. Thanks for being on the show today.
1: Thank you so much. This was awesome.